Welcome, welcome, and welcome, everybody. It is I, Rob Zakari, to Rob Zakari Show. And welcome to the program. Yes, we are back. Uh, yesterday we were off. And it's funny because when you take a day off, um, you're able to kind of sit back and take in. Rather, it's the internet, uh, print, uh, the news shows, and you're able to see exactly just how insanely crazy the media and the Democrats are with what's going on with Trump. I mean, their Messiah, the black Jesus, is looking uh, more and more uh, like the failure that we all said he was. As every day passes, Obama's being exposed. These past eight years are being exposed as a big fat failure. Big fat failure. And just like with the uh, Susan Rice situation from last week, remember when uh, the Susan Rice revelation came to the forefront? Remember, for what, two, three, four weeks, five weeks, Trump said, I've been being surveilled. I was being surveilled. My wires were tapped. And of course, the media was going, oh, uh, do you have evidence that Obama? They were taking it as Trump was saying, Obama put on a mask, put on gloves. And did a O.J. Simpson at Trump Tower. Killing aspect, but snuck over there and planted bugs in the phones. And then we heard the Obama administration requested warrants. FISA warrants. And, of course, anybody that reported on that, talked about that, was labeled kooky, crazy, nutty, wacky. Nunez does a press conference, says, hey, hey, I've I, I seen some, 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 some serious stuff. I've seen some unmasking of Trump uh, people. I've I, I seen surveillance being done on Trump people, unmasking, leaking of names. This, this is bad. This media, this is crazy. He's, he's nuts. He's lying. He's full of crap. Susan Rice, she goes on the PBS show, 
because I don't know what David Nunez is talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. He's crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. It's all nuts. And then we find out that Nunez wasn't crazy. That Susan Rice was involved in the unmasking. And the New York Times had the story, but they sat on it. Maggie Haberman sat on it. It took Cervonich, Mike Cervonich, to report on it. Bloomberg reported on it. And then everybody else reported on it. And once that hit, the media went silent. Now, I know I'm rehashing, but it it, it goes into... Uh, the sto- it, it goes into the story about taking the day off yesterday. Dealing with my son. And stepping back going, wow, just like the Susan Rice situation. But instead of going dark, so they can kind of uh, get their bearings, everybody get their duck in a row... They're focusing on United Airlines and Sean Spicer. But we're jumping ahead. Let me let me keep going with the setup. It's all about the setup. So the media goes dark about Susan Rice because they gotta figure out how do they play this. Because remember, Susan Rice went on PBS and said, I don't know what he's talking about. Nunez is crazy. He's crazy. I don't know. And then she gets outed. So now she's caught in another lie. I mean, when liberals talk about Trump or the Trump administration, and when they say they're not truthful, rich. It really is rich. When Susan Rice is on PBS and says, you know, for the Trump administration to, to do what they do and, and, and misleading and flat out lying, it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it erodes the trust the American people have and the presidency. That's all Susan Rice does is lie. That's all she does is lie. So once she gets outed, the media goes dark hours to the point where Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and Anderson Cooper are leading off their programs by saying the Susan Rice story is not a story. They're not going to talk about it. It's just something that the president and his administration concocted to get the focus off the Russian collusion. Even though there's no evidence in Russian collusion. And by the way, what is Russian collusion? What is collusion? It's like, what is it? What constitutes collusion? 
Nobody can pinpoint that. What is collusion? I wish I knew the definition of what everybody is saying. They conspired. They colluded. What did they collude to do? Prevent Hillary Clinton from campaigning in Michigan? Wisconsin? (laughs) What what did they 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 colluded to have Hillary Clinton collapse at the 9-11 memorial? Is that what they they colluded to do? The Russians and the the Trump team were like, all right, here's what we got to do. Did they collude to have Hillary Clinton do these 10 or 15-minute coughing fits? How many many times did she bust out into a 10-minute coughing spat? Everybody would play it. Social media would play Did Did the Russians and the Trump team collude on that? We got to have her cough. We got to have her a coughing fit. <laughs> Where's the collusion? That, that, that's what I don't get. But again, we're veering off here. So the media goes dark until they can get their ducks in a row. What happens? Susan Rice goes on Andrea Mitchell. And you can't get any more of a liberal hack shill activist than Andrea Mitchell. Remember, she was outed in the WikiLeaks dumps bitching and moaning with Colin Powell. Talking about, oh, there's got to be something you and the Republicans do to, to deny Trump the nomination. Oh, you got to, I'm in GOP hell. You got to be able to do something. Oh, my God. There's even that great viral video of Andrea Mitchell being fed questions to ask from Brian Fallon on the Hillary Clinton plane, on the campaign plane. Classic, classic. Absolute classic. So she goes on with Andrea Mitchell and says, oh, you know, uh, what I did was routine. And the number one question Andrea Mitchell should have asked was, before we get into any of that, why did you go on PBS two weeks ago and claim you had no knowledge of what David Nunez was talking about. But she didn't test that. That's why that's the only interview Susan Rice did. It was worked out ahead of time. So the media needed 24 hours to get their S together. Once they got together, she did Andrea Mitchell, and then everybody else was able to write stories. CNN, Chris Zilla. At CNN, that jack off. MSNBC, the rest of the anchors. Everybody was able to then craft their stories based off of that interview. Okay. There's the setup. So, yesterday, the big news was that there was a FISA warrant That was granted 
and the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign. Everything that Trump said, that even that, that, that cuckoo bird Mensch said, Levin said, Breitbart, and the media said, you're all nuts, you're all crazy, there was no FISA war. Even Comey, even Comey, in that big old charade of a hearing, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know anything. I don't surveillance. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Hell, I think Comey even talked about uh, getting a FISA warrant and, 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 and playing off how it's hard to get a FISA warrant. And it's a high bar to monitor an American, which is BS. Uh, I think a week ago there was a report on how many FISA warrants were denied. And it was a minuscule amount. In the grand scheme of things, FISA warrants are always granted. They're always granted. So yesterday, we hear there was a FISA warrant, which makes the Menches and the Mark Levins and all of the people that were saying, hey, there's FISA warrants for people involved in the Trump campaign. Now, instead of the media going dark, they focused on two stories. Like they were a a, a national, um, uh, like a crisis. A, a Chinese guy or a Vietnamese guy. I don't even know what the hell he is. And I have a different take on it. I know everybody's uh, coming to the defense of this uh, United passenger. And we did the story the day it happened. Because remember, we do a night show so we get all that late breaking news. And I said, yeah, it could have been handled differently, but who the hell refuses to get off a plane and and make a stink to the point of being dragged out and you're a doctor? I said it didn't make sense. And this was before we heard the sketchy past of this guy trading Gay sex for Oxycontin. I mean, crazy stuff. <laughs> Getting a bunch of, uh, of of homosexuals <laughs> jacked up on Oxycontin and then saying, well, I'll give you more Oxycontin if you, uh, you know, you know, play a little tonsil hockey with me. I mean, I said there was no way this was a legit doctor. I mean, he lost his doctor license. I called it. I mean, I got a doctor. I could never imagine my doctor, my, my doctor that, that every six months sticks his finger up my keister, draws my blood, tells me I got to lose 20, my cholesterol's high. I could never imagine that guy. Okay, who drives a $175,000 Mercedes 
being told you need to get off the plane. We need to bump you. Going, no, I won't go. I, I, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine. Like I said that night, I could imagine someone getting up going, all right, this is BS. F you. F United. I'm, I'm going to raise hell, but I'm getting off the plane because I'm not a, a, an effing lunatic. But anyway, so the media yesterday focused on the Chinese guy who's trading Oxycontin for, for fellatio, who refused to get off an airplane. Refused. They focused on that and Sean Spicer making a Hitler comparison. And the fact that the media lost their minds, again, it's fake outrage. They needed to do this until they could get their ducks in a row on the Carter Page situation. They had to get their ducks in a row on Carter Page. What were they going to do about Carter Page? What were they going to do about the whole... FISA warrant. So they focused on United Airlines and they focused on Sean Spicer. So it really wasn't real. So we could analyze. Well, what were they upset about? They weren't upset. This was all so huge until they could get their ducks in a row and figure out how to deal with the Carter Page situation. Because if they were really outraged, it's pretty rich for the media, the entertainment business, to compare Trump to Hitler like nothing. I mean, you all remember the Stephen Colbert bit where he's and this is like late night TV, like CBS, 1130. It's late night TV. It's pretty prime time. It's like late prime time. And you got CBS having no problem with Stephen Colbert drawing a swastika on a chalkboard and do a bit that ultimately ends with Swastiker Hitler equals Trump. Okay. I didn't hear one person going, hey, man, hey, you can't joke about Hitler. You know, he killed over 6 million Jews. That's some serious stuff. You didn't hear anybody say that. Bear, Bill Maher. Bill Maher has done countless bits comparing Trump to Hitler. Hell, John Kasich, during the primaries, ran primary commercials that compared Trump to Hitler. For the last 16 months, all we've heard is people comparing Trump to Hitler. Now, all of a sudden... Sean Spicer uses a Hitler reference and the media and the entertainment world is like, oh my God, you can't invoke 
Hitler? What are you talking about? That, that's why it, it's fake outrage. It's so they could figure out how do they handle the Carter Page FISA situation. Because for weeks and weeks and weeks, anybody that said, you know, there was a FISA warrant to go after Trump, you were called a conspiracy kook. You were called an Alex Jones conspiracy kook. And then all of a sudden, the Washington Post goes, yeah, there's a FISA warrant. And instead of going dark, which they did with Susan Rice, they actually had something to focus on. A Chinese doctor or a Vietnamese doctor trading uh, Oxycontin for fellatio from dudes who wouldn't get off a plane, so they dragged them off. And Sean Spicer talking about Hitler. So everybody focused on that. Low information voters are like, oh my God. Until they could figure out, okay, we'll deal with Carter Page and FISA tomorrow. We don't have to go dark like the Susan Rice situation. We'll just focus on these two things. I mean, again, we know why they did it. So to break down why they were outraged is silly because they weren't outraged. Just like the media and just like the left have completely, completely abused the word racist and racism to the point where if somebody's actually being racist, we know the reference to water's horrible big and you're called a racist. On this show, what happened, it broke down racist and racism means. Superiority. One race better than another. We went through the whole definition and by saying, hey, Maxine Waters is wig Looks like James Brown's hair. It's not racist. It's not racist. You're making fun of Maxine Waters' hair. That's it. So the media and the entertainment world, Democrats, liberals, they've bastardized the word racism to the point where it doesn't mean anything anymore. So it's a way to shut down a conversation. It's a, it's a way to try to demonize someone. And it's the same thing with the whole Hitler thing. Pre-Trump, Hitler, Holocaust, gassing Jews was like a big thing. So when you said that person is as bad as Hitler, people went, holy moly, that person must be really bad. But when Trump came along... And everybody just threw around Hitler and said, ah, he's Hitler. He's just like Hitler. You're like, so what you're saying is Trump is the same as of a guy that gassed six million Jews? Really? Really? You're telling me because he wants to deport illegals, that's the same 
things alive and using their skin as lampshades? Really? In 16 months, that's what the left did, the media did. CNN did it. MSNBC did it. CBS. You know how many times they would have people on those programs, whether it was Blitzer or Cooper or Lemon, and they would make a Hitler reference. And not once did Wolf Blitzer ever go, wait a minute, sir, let me just ask you this. Are you telling me? And you've seen the thing he did with Sean Spicer. You do know that Hitler used gas. And never once did you see Wolf Blitzer confronting anybody. Using a Hitler-Trump comparison and saying, so let me get this clear. You're saying that Donald Trump is the exact same as a man who exterminated six million Jews. They never did that. Whenever some leftist douchebag were spouting off about Hitler and Trump, Never once did anybody say, calm down. They just shook their head, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. And now all of a sudden, they're outraged. That's why it's fake. It's not real. You can't be writing swastikas stickers on chalkboards, Okay. On CBS. And referencing that with Trump. And the crowd's laughing. (laughs) You can't have Sarah Silverman. Wearing a Nazi uniform. Dressed as Adolf Hitler. Going on Conan O'Brien. And talking about Donald Trump being. Their favorite. And have people laugh. Ha, 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 ha. And the Daily Beast do write-ups. Ashwan Mashman or Marlo Stern doing write-ups about how funny it was. You, you can't. You, you can't do that. And then when Sean Spicer makes a Hitler reference, be like, oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. And the media, they don't care because they're only playing to liberals and low-information voters. But just go on YouTube. Do a little YouTubing and type in Sarah Silverman, Adolf Hitler, Conan. And you'll see the segment. She dressed up as Hitler. She pretended she was Hitler. She pretended she was the guy that killed Six million Jews. And he supported Trump. People laughed. Ah! So you can't go from that to to always wrong to use Hitler comparisons in anything. 
I mean, I think that was a CNN headline. One of their hacks, rather it was Dana Bash or Gloria Borsch or their newest hack, Chris Zalot. They did a whole, it's not a good idea to invoke Hitler. It's not a good, hey, jerk offs, you've invoked Hitler for 16 months. Are you kidding me? So you, you're not kidding me. That's why it was fake. It wasn't real outrage. It was fake. Absolutely fake. So they could figure out how to deal with Carter Page. And they figured out how to deal with the Carter Page situation. They figured out how to deal with the Carter Page situation. So the media didn't have to go dark. They focused on the outrage of Hitler and the Korean or a or, or 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 Chinese, whoever the hell he was, trading sex for fellatio, getting thrown off an airplane. So they figured it out. Oh, this this is what they figured out. The Trump-Russia connection is, is, is growing more and more by the day. Growing more and more by the day. Growing more and more by the day. Just revealed that there was evidence. That one of the Trump advisors was an agent for Russia. So the 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 ducks in a row to get on the same page with CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC is that in order to get a FISA warrant, there had to be mountains of evidence against Carter Page. And so the FISA warrant was issued. And that shows there is a link between collusion with the Russians and the Trump campaign. And so CNN, NBC, CBS, the rest of them towed that same line. So the 24-hour cycle, how they got their ducks in the row was, oh, well, hey, yeah, a FISA warrant. Of course. Ton of evidence. Ton of evidence that was brought to that judge showing that Carter Page was an agent for Russia. Now, think about this, okay? And I don't want to reference a pop culture movie. Think about this. If our government, okay, the FBI, the Justice Department, and don't forget, 
in order to get that FISA warrant, it had to be signed off on by the FBI, and it had to come from the Justice Department. Just saying. Loretta Lynch knew about that. Same Loretta Lynch that's hanging out with Bill Clinton talking about grandkids for half hour. Now think about this. Whether you reference Falcon and the Snowman or any other movie that deals with treason or spying. If Carter Page was a double agent or working for the Russians, Carter Page was doing something illegal. If Carter Page was doing something against the United States of America, don't you think he would have been arrested? If this had been going on as long as they say it's been going on, which, coincidentally, it's around the same time that this dossier came out that the FBI had, that the FBI actually went to the people that created the dossier and said, hey, if we keep paying you, will you keep doing whatever you were doing or said you were doing? Which makes you go, wow, the FBI is getting FISA warrants based on a dossier that the number two guy at the CIA, a Clinton guy, said the dossier was bunk. It was crap. Remember a couple weeks ago, the number two guy at the CIA, not now, but the guy that was the number two guy at the CIA, did an interview. I don't remember who it was, if it was Stephanopoulos or one of them hacks, where he said he had his suspicions about the dossier. And when he heard about it, and he heard how it was compiled and, and everything around it, it immediately drew red flags, and that he didn't believe what was in the dossier. So the number two guy, a Clinton guy, said the dossier was bunk. Don't you think that if the United States government, the FBI, seven months ago, had evidence, evidence, hard evidence, that Carter Page was working against the interests of the United States, don't you think he would have been arrested? Don't you think he would have been arrested? If you're going to say, no, they're, they're building their case, okay. Well, they're, don't, now haven't they had enough time to build their case? And if anything, don't you think they would have arrested him now? Don't you think they would have arrested him now? If there was all of this evidence 
as the media took 24 hours to figure out, okay, how are we going to play this? Oh, there was a lot of evidence. That's why they got this FISA warrant. No, no, there wasn't. There was a dossier. And it was taken to a FISA judge that always, always gives the Justice Department, the FBI, the go-ahead to surveil somebody based on national security. There's no judge that's going to turn down a FISA warrant. And like I said earlier, statistics show a FISA warrant rarely turned down. FISA warrants are granted more times than not. So you got to figure the FBI presented dossier to whatever judge and said, take a look at this. This is from a, a retired, uh, you know, uh, 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 CIA equivalent over in, in Britain, and he's reputable, and look. And the judge went, you know, page one, page two, page three. Oh, my, oh, 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 okay. Sure, I'll give it to you. Go for it. You're only going to surveil. Hey, it's the worst that can happen. Look at this dossier. It's pretty, pretty, pretty heavy stuff. They got nothing. They got nothing. I mean, we arrested two guys. We, we, we arrested two. Um, I don't know. If I, I, I didn't get the exact, you know, if they were Iraqi or, or what they were. But we arrested two guys today for uh, giving uh, materials to uh, uh, ISIS. Anyways, we set up a sting. And we arrested two guys for uh, giving cell phones to an undercover FBI agent posing as a member of ISIS. And these two guys, that the cell phones are to be used somewhere overseas in the creation of bombs to kill people. And these guys were arrested. These guys were arrested. So we arrest people who are giving cell phones to undercover FBI agents. You don't think? You don't think if there was something with Carter Page that even just just hinted of working against this country, he would have been arrested? Of course. Of course, but he wasn't because there's nothing there. Nothing there. The Obama administration took a debunked dossier the Justice Department Loretta Lynch signed off on it James Comey took that to a FISA judge he went oh my gosh wow golden showers hookers blah 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 and let's not forget you know whenever we hear of these these FISA judges you know you know, you don't know 
if these FISA judges, whoever they are, I don't know if they were appointed by an Obama, uh, Clinton. You, you don't know. You have no idea. And we've seen just how political all the judges are both ways. I mean, you've seen it with the whole travel ban. You watched people judge shop. You heard of pill shopping, doctor shopping, right? Right? You heard of that. You go to different doctors. Oh, my arm. Oh, I oxycontin. Oh, okay. Then you go to the next doctor. It's the same thing. The travel ban. Oh, well, we're going to go to liberal judges, judges that were appointed, were butt buddies with Obama. Side for us. Attorney took any of these travel bans to any judge in a deep, deep, deep red state. None of these judges were appointed or have a conservative bend. Of course not. So you have no idea these FISA judges. You don't know who they are. You don't know what their politics are. You get some liberal douchebag reading this dossier. Oh, golden showers. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, hey, if it's coming from a, 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 a British CIA agent or, you know, whatever the hell they're called over there. Oh, that's got to be real. Okay. Like I said, the, 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 I think it's an 8 out of 10. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I don't know the numbers exactly. If I quote the exact numbers and they're wrong, people get on me. It's like they do to Trump. But I think it's something like 20% are denied. 20%. I'd love to have those, <laughs> those odds. I'd love to be, to be working on a, a, a 25. I'd love to be living life at 20%. Every day your life is good. Your life is 80% good. Just 20% bad. Awesome. I'll take it. I'll take it. An 80-20 split, beautiful. A 70-30 split, beautiful. So you got no idea the politics that go on with these FISA But the FBI, Justice Department, went to a FISA court and they issued a FISA warrant and they surveilled Carter Page. So that means anybody that Carter Page talked to was under surveillance. Just think about that for a minute. Now, the report says he, he never uh, got one out with Trump or was never in a meeting with Trump. He was never in contact with Trump. That's what the report said. That's what the Washington Post reporter said. But think about it. Anybody that talked, dealt with, or did anything with Carter Page was under surveillance. Anybody. 
anybody. That's wild. That's wild, man. Seriously, that's wild. Absolutely wild. So if Carter Page was under surveillance, like they said, for six or seven months, anybody he was in contact with is on tape, is on record. Talk show host or a radio show host. Then you want Carter Page on your show. You reach out to his people, or maybe he's got no people. I mean, it's not like he's Bruce Springsteen or something. And if you're a big-time you know, host, if you're a big-time radio host, you got somebody. They reach out to Carter Page, gets forward to you, and you hit up Carter Page. Now you're in a conversation with Carter Page. And guess what? You're on record. Your conversation with Carter Page is being recorded. Maybe you're talking about girls. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Maybe you're talking about uh, 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 cross dressing. I I don't know, but whatever it is, you're on tape. You're on tape. Your conversation somewhere has been recorded, has been transcribed, and because of the deep state, because of the deep state, because of the Obama deep state, that conversation is now leaked to the Washington Post or the New York Times or whoever it is. Whoever it is. But I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Legit, that's a big deal. Whoever had conversations with uh, Carter Page is on record. If you met with Carter Page for dinner, it's on record. There's videotape of that dinner. There's photography, you know, pictures of that dinner. That's a big deal. And that is a roundabout way to spy on Trump. That's a roundabout way to spy on Trump. That's a roundabout way to spy on Trump. And remember, again, we were told there is no FISA warrant. You're all kooks. You're all nuts. You're all Alex Jones conspiracy whack jobs. And now we're finding out, no, there was a Pfizer warrant. So my question is, 
how many more people had FISA warrants, how many more people were under surveillance. You can't now say, oh, that's crazy. Because we were told that we were crazy for even talking about the FISA warrant. We were told we were all kook jobs for bringing up the FISA warrant stories. So now it's been proven that there was a FISA warrant and Carter Page was under surveillance. So who else was under surveillance? I would have to say Roger Stone was under surveillance. If everybody's saying, oh, well, Roger Stone was colluding with the Russians because he did a I am with Guccifer. Well, if that is evidence to collusion, then 100%, 100% there was a FISA warrant for Roger Stone. And there is definitely a FISA warrant for Paul Manafort. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. Paul Manafort had a FISA warrant. If all of this, oh, Manafort took cash payments from the Ukraine president or this lobbying, and if all of this stuff that the New York Times keeps writing about and the Washington Post, if they're all writing about all of this Manafort stuff from back in 07 and 08 and 09, 100% there was a FISA warrant on Manafort. 100%. 100%. Not 50%. So the media, they needed a day to figure out how to play this. And even now, as they're playing this, it doesn't work. It it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because even for a low-information voter, I'm not talking about your diehard of diehard Democrats, you're diehard of diehard liberals. You're diehard of diehard liberals. You're diehard of diehard Democrats are, are, are never going to use reason. I mean, just look at Lawrence O'Donnell. Look at Chris Matthews. Just look at MSNBC. Their whole narrative is, oh, Trump bombed Syria. Um So people would talk about that and not about Russian collusion. Matter of fact, Trump and Putin conspired to gas children. 
to get people to stop talking about the collusion. I mean, I mean that. So I'm not talking about that. The low information voter will say, "Hey, if this Carter Page was under investigation, he was he was his conversations were listened to, his every movement was tracked. If that happened for four, five, six, seven months." Why haven't they arrested him? If he was doing something bad, if he was doing something against the United States of America, why have they not arrested him? And if they haven't arrested him, uh, that means he wasn't doing anything bad. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He wasn't doing anything against the United States of America. Even the low-information voter. would say, hey, time out. (laughs) Time out, time out. If he is a actor for Russia, if he is colluding with Russia, the enemy of the United States, why is he not arrested? If he's doing something wrong, why is he not arrested? Because he didn't do anything wrong. Like I said, before this whole Trump win, okay, before this whole Trump-Russia thing, Russia was not necessarily an ally but they definitely weren't this ISIS because that, that's what they've been viewed as, ISIS. And they weren't ISIS. They weren't the dreaded evil empire. Like we talked about on the show before, there's hundreds of U.S. companies that do business in Russia, if Russia is so bad, and I'm not talking about today, right now, if Russia is so bad, why are all of our U.S. companies not pulling out of there? Why is Apple there? Why is Burger King there? Why is KFC there? I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. If Russia is a horrible place, Why do American businesses do business in Russia? There is nothing in the Carter Page FISA investigation. The only thing that's there is the fact that the media, Democrats, were all proven wrong. The notion that Obama wasn't spying on Trump, Obama wasn't spying on the Trump campaign, is a lie. An absolute lie. Were spying on the Trump campaign. They were spying on Trump. 
100%. And the media knows it. That's why it took them 24 hours to figure out how to craft stories that say, oh, in order for uh, this FISA warrant, Carter Page had to be doing something wrong. There had to be evidence. B.S. B.S. The media is doing everything they can to get away from Trump being proven correct. The fact that Trump did what Obama failed to do in Syria. And and the fact that we are about to handle North Korea and do what Obama failed to do, Bush failed to do, and Clinton failed to do. And that is check North Korea and get them in line. All right, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. I'll be right back after these quick words. Yeah. Everything's t- it's sideways. It's a little annoying. I don't know. We lost. We were on uh, the Periscope. I uh, and they told me that we lost Periscope. I don't know why we lost Periscope. 
I don't know what happened. Sorry. We're back. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. So, we were talking about uh, the whole uh, Spicer and Carter Page. And we might go back to that. But I want to address, again, you got to understand something. The media is losing their minds. The Democrats are losing their minds. Remember, the media is the Democrats. The Democrats are the media. They're one and the same. One and the same. When you have people that are part of CNN that either uh, have you know, family members that work for Planned Parenthood or you have people that were part of the Obama administration, they're one and the same. Okay, rather Jim Shudo or uh, uh, Hack Tapper's wife, Chuck Todd uh, over at MSNBC being part of uh, uh, the Harkins camp. I, I mean, it's, it's insane. So they're one in the same. So you got to understand something. Okay. Eight years of Obama. And and trying to describe this whole okay, you know when you have somebody at work, okay, uh, and they don't do anything. Seriously, they 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 shuffle papers around. They uh, they look like they're busy. And the biggest fear of that person is if uh, they're sick or they go on vacation or something happens that people actually realize that they don't do anything. They, they get paid to do nothing. But they look like they're... That's what Obama did for eight years. And that's why it was so important for Democrats, for the media, Hollywood, to have Hillary Clinton win the White House. It had nothing to do with, oh, the first woman president, and, oh, she's so qualified to secure the Obama legacy. Because if a Republican got into the White House, the Obama era, the eight years of Obama, would be revealed as a complete and utter disaster. And the fact that he only won because he was black. He won in 08 because he's the first black president. The first, you had to vote for him in 08. You had to. How could you not vote for the first black president? You had to purge yourself of that white guilt for every horrible, uh, you know, uh, 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 racial joke you've ever made for any time that you walked across the street because somebody black was walking your way. For all of those things, voting for Obama was going to, to, to forgive you. It's kind of like when you go to confessional. And you're like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I, I, I cheated on my wife with this girl. I, I, I stole from my company from this. I, I did all of these things. And the priest goes, I forgive you, my son. Say 75 
Hail Marys, 32 Our Fathers, and of course donate um, $5,000 to uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever, I don't know, church function they got coming up. Okay, sure, Father. And then you walk out of the confession booth and you're like walking on sunshine. You're like, whoa, I feel great. <laughs> Jesus forgave me. I'm good. It's the same thing. It's like, oh God, remember when I remember when I, I clutched my wallet because that black guy was walking near me? Oh, remember when I told that horrible joke? About menthols and black people. Remember that? Okay. If I vote for Obama, I will be forgiven for all of that stuff. All right. That's why Obama won. I voted for Obama. I wanted to be one of them. Yeah. First black president. So the Democrats knew, the Democrats knew, the media knew, Hollywood knew that if Republican got in office, Obama, the failure of Obama would be exposed. And now that Trump is in office, the failure of Obama is being exposed. And the media is trying their damnedest. They're, I mean, they are doing everything they can to the point where they go, Trump is making a U-turn. He's flipping on NATO. He's flipping on China. He's flipping. Wait a minute. Just stop. If you follow the 2016 election, if you follow Trump, Trump's entire basis, his, his entire mantra, everything he said was, I'm the greatest negotiator. I, am, I will negotiate better deals. I will negotiate. That, that's what he said. That's what he said. I will negotiate better deals. The art of deal. That's what every, that, that was what Trump said. So Trump didn't just wake up and flip on China. He is like, oh, well, Trump said on day one he was going to label China a, a, a currency manipulator. <gasps> well, well, wait a minute. Trump said he was going to negotiate with China. The president of China went to Mar-a-Lago. They were having dinner. They were eating cake. Trump said, excuse me, I need to go bomb someone. He came back and said, hey, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, unfair trade? Oh, uh, uh, currency manipulation? Oh, North Korea? And the Chinese president was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. It's not a flip. It'd be different if there was no meetings, if there was no bombings, if Trump just woke up and went, oh, uh, China's a great, great country. There, there's, no, there's no currency manip. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. And, and, and media's not reporting on it. You, you have to be a political junkie 
actually uh, find the story. But remember, North Korea, their survival is China. That's their survival. Without China, they're done. Korea, the other day, had ships loaded with coal. And those ships were on their way to China to sell the coal so that they would get money so that fat bastard Kim Jong-un could drink Coca-Cola and who they choose to, <laughs> to, to be fed would get fed. China told them to turn those boats around and they were not buying the coal from them. And instead, China was buying the coal from the United States of America. I mean, that's huge. That is a huge, huge, huge story. That is a huge story. And MSNBC, ABC, they all neglect. And if they talked about it, it was basically in passing. If Obama did that, you'd be seeing people on CNN going, that's because Obama's a great negotiator. Obama got nothing for eight years. Eight years. Like I said, the Democrats' biggest fear, Hollywood's biggest fear, the media's biggest fear, is that Obama would get exposed as being nothing more than a two-term Jimmy Carter, a failure. Somebody that got elected because of a gimmick, being the color of his skin. Well, Rob, what do you explain for 2012? 2012, Obama and the media created this war on women. They orchestrated the war on women. And then, of course, you still had people that were not of age to vote, then became of age to vote, needed persons. And they said, okay. All right. And when I say war on women, remember, the whole concept was 2012. Republicans are going to make the women go back to the kitchen. They're going to have uh, when they work, they're only going to get paid a a dollar an hour. I mean, it was just this buildup. And the whole concept that women get paid less than men has been debunked. Even the Washington Post has (laughs) debunked it. Over time, once Obama got elected, the whole women getting paid less than men was debunked. You could pay women less than men. Just that concept is is a wacky concept because any business in this country, whether it's, it's corporate to a convenience store, 
would be women would would fill every job. If I had a business and I could pay women less than men, I'd have women. <laughs> if at the end of the year somebody said, "Hey, man, you could put an extra hundred and fifty thousand dollars in your pocket by just hiring women," I'd be like, "Okay, I'm cool. Down, I'm down." Where do I sign up? I sign up to hire, to, to put $150,000 extra dollars in my pot. Exactly. It's BS. So like I said, the biggest concern for Democrats, for Hollywood, for the media, was that Obama's failures would be exposed. He would be that guy that went on vacation and all of a sudden, the office went, why do we need him? He looked busy. He looked like he was doing stuff. But ultimately, he wasn't doing anything. So the media has to go, well, Trump flip-flopped on China. No, he didn't flip-flop on China. He had a conversation with China. He talked with the president and said, listen, you got to do these things. We got to do this. We got to do that. And the president of China went, okay. I mean, even in the United Nations today, China didn't vote with Russia. China abstained from the vote. Normally, China votes with Russia. So today, when the vote came down, the investigation into Syria on chemical weapons, China basically said, uh, we're out of it. Normally, China always sides with Russia. So, obviously, Trump's negotiating skills are a little bit better than Obama's. To be having destroyers uh, going into uh, uh, the coast of North Korea there. Obviously, Trump and the president of China have somewhat of an agreement. There's also rumors that uh, China has put 100,000 troops border over North Korea. I mean, there's a lot of activity going on. And this activity wouldn't be going on if China put their foot down and said, don't do this, don't do this, if you do this, things are going to get bad, obviously, Trump and the president of China negotiated. Obviously, Trump didn't flip-flop out of the blue. Obviously, The president of China looked at Trump and went, gee, you're not Barry. You're not Urkel. Hmm. Gee. You seem to be like that other actor president. You seem to be a little bit of a prick. So when Trump said, you know what, I'm not going to label them currency manipulators. 
he made a deal with the Chinese president. Why would he label them a currency manipulator if he's working a deal with the president of China? I mean, that's stupid. And if you ever read Trump's books, if you ever read The Art of the Deal or any of his stuff, or just listen to him talk, I mean, he's basically laid out how he negotiates, just like any good negotiator does. Hey, what do you want for this? Uh, I want a million dollars. Are you effing kidding me? No, I want a million dollars. But you know you're not going to get a million dollars. Ultimately, you want a half million dollars. So you go from a million to eventually a half a million, which is exactly where you want it to be. months, China's been hearing Trump going, they're raping us. They're raping us. I'm going to label them a currency manipulator. They need to do something about North Korea. I mean, Trump was like, F China. F them. He sits down with the president, not at the White House, but at Mar-a-Lago. During dinner, he bombs someone and then goes, all right, so what can we do on some of these issues? The Chinese president must have been like, oh, my God. (laughs) Who am I I dealing with here? This ain't Barry. No way this is Barry. Holy moly. So they negotiated. It's not a... Stunning U-turn. As CNN Stephen Collinson wrote. And you got to see this guy, Stephen Collinson. I mean, he's, he's got this picture. You got to go on, on CNN, click on it. And he's got his head turned and he's all serious. I'm Stephen Collinson. You could tell Stephen Collinson is one of the patients. From that doctor on that United flight. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Stunning U-turn. It's not a U-turn. It's not a U-turn if you uh, see signs. If you see signs. Again, like I said, the media are so distraught. Because let's face it. If North Korea gets handled, okay? Just just think about this. What does this do for the Obama legacy? What does this do for the Democrat Party? What does this do for the media? What does this do for Hollywood? What does this do for the Obama legacy if North Korea gets handled We have a better trade deal with China. We have better relationships with what happens then? The American people go, oh, why didn't Obama do that? There's no way North Korea 
is going to get away with these nuclear bomb tests. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for four years. It's not going to happen for (laughs) eight years. So that's going to... So when that stops, whether it's us dropping some bombs on North Korea or China going, we're going to handle it. Like gangsters. Like like gangsters. Like 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 uh, uh, gangbangers. When someone in their own crew messes up, and they say we'll handle it, and they give them a beat down. Rather, it's us or China. North Korea is going to get handled. Once they get handled, the American people are going to say, well, why didn't Obama do that? Why didn't Obama do that for eight years? Why? What, what happened? I thought he was this great president. That's what the media told us. That's what Hollywood told us. If we get a better trade deal, if China keeps buying coal from us and not North Korea, if at the end of the day, we get an extra couple billion dollars in our pocket from China, the American people are going to go, why didn't Barry do this? Do you know how terrified the media is that that's going to happen? You know how terrified Democrats, Hollywood, do you know how terrified everyone is that all of a sudden China is going to be our new best friends? North Korea is going to be disarmed? American people are going to go, whoa, what did the Democrats and Barry do for eight years? Say what you want about Trump. He got it done in less than 100 days. It's the same thing with Syria. Oh, a stunning U-turn on Syria. What's stunning U-turn? They used chemical weapons. Obama said, if you draw a line, you cross that line, chemical weapons, it's over. We're going to take action. They used chemical weapons. Trump took action. End of story. Oh, but during the campaign, Trump said, uh, uh, don't get involved. Trump, the reality star. Trump, the uh, beauty pageant contestant owner. Stunning U-turn on NATO. What's stunning U-turn? Trump's biggest complaint on NATO was, A, they need to be able to focus on terrorism. And people need to pay up. The, 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 the boss there of NATO today said, yeah, 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 people need to pay up. I agree, and people are stepping up payments. Whatever his name is, I, don't, I know I say boss. Guy runs NATO, he's in charge of NATO. He said, this year, NATO is projected 
to raise more money than they have in the past. And he even said, because Trump had brought that to a forefront and basically said, everybody's got to pay up. And the NATO boss said, hey, these countries paid what they should have paid, paid what they were required to pay when there was a bigger need as far as NATO, when there was more problems around the country. And as the countries and problems resided, these countries slacked on their NATO contributions because there was a little bit more peace and stability in the world. But if they can um, reduce payments because there's stability, then they need to up their payments when there's instability. This is the NATO boss. This is him talking. Again, a little bit more elegant than how I'm saying it. So again, it's not a U-turn. Trump sat down with the NATO boss. NATO boss said, here's the things we're going to do. Trump came out and said, hey, NATO's good. It's not obsolete. If you're negotiating with somebody and somebody gives you what you want or meets you halfway, you're not going to come out and then take a big dump on them. I mean, it's ridiculous. You negotiate. I don't like that guy. I don't like that policy. He's an a-hole. He's being mean to us. He's not doing a good job. You then have a meeting with that person. That person, pop up this. If we do this, if we do that, will you like this? Yeah, okay, good deal. You come out, hey, you what? Things are really good. We had a meeting. It was Fabulous. They're good people. You don't negotiate and get what you want and then come out and go, you know what? They're pricks. They're a-holes. They're jack-offs. <laughs> are you nuts? Are you stupid? These aren't U-turns. They're negotiations, dummy. Like I said, the media... They're beside themselves, man. They're beside themselves. If Obama gets... If if the Wizard of Oz, that curtain is pulled back, and you see it's nothing but Urkel, it's done. Over. And Trump did it with Syria. He did it with Syria. That kills the media. It kills the Democrats. Remember, when Hillary Clinton, just last week, out of her cave and did her little I don't know, woman forum in wherever it was, California, and they asked her about Syria. And she said, I think we need to 
strike uh, their their airfield, and we. She said that the crowd exploded. Yeah! Woo! Man, people were popping. Yeah! And then three hours later, Trump does exactly that. And now they go, what are they going to say? Oh, what Trump did was wrong. They're trying. They're trying. You can't give Hillary Clinton a standing ovation for saying we need airstrikes in Syria. And then <laughs> after Trump strikes Syria, go, oh, what he did was wrong. That's why they're going, oh, well, he flip-flopped on Syria. He said we should do that. <laughs> okay. Things change. Things change. When you're the president, things change. Think about how many liberals, how much media said, I hope. How many times did Van Jones and and the rest of them douchebags go, I just hope that when president-elect to the White House, he becomes more presidential. I just hope. That he sees things differently. When he's sitting behind that desk. So now Trump sees things differently. And they're like. Oh it's a stunning Utah. Well hey jerk off. Didn't you say. That you hope. He sees things differently. When he's in the White House. And he's sitting at that desk. That the great black messiah sat at okay so now he's seeing things differently and you're outraged you're upset you're pissed off like I said man it's all about Obama and his failures and the exposure I mean if 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 Trump is a fraction of success Democrats will never take the White House ever again if Trump accomplishes 30% of what Obama couldn't accomplish Democrats will never ever and I mean Ever take the White House again. I mean, if China handles North Korea, or we handle North Korea, and China basically goes, do it. Just that, it's over. Remember, we've been dealing with Kim Jong-un the father, we've been, we've been dealing with them back when Clinton was president. And Clinton, seasoned politician, governor of Arkansas, George Bush, seasoned politician, governor of Texas, 
son of the great Poppy Bush, Obama, black Jesus, the greatest Democrat in the history of our republic. If those three presidents couldn't deal with North Korea and Mr. Reality Show star handles him in less than 100 days, it's over for the Democrats. I mean, seriously, it's over. It's absolutely over. For Trump and people like me who support Trump, To be able to go, uh, he succeeded where three establishment presidents failed. And he's grabbing girls by by the badge. He's grabbing girls by the badge. That guy, that guy defanged North Korea. That's why the Democrats... Are, are fit to be tied. That's why the media is fit to be tied. Because they know. They know this is all bad news. They know it's bad news. All right, guys. Uh, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. You guys are the best. We're out of here. Okay? We're out of here. We, have, we, we do have news, but we're going to save it for tomorrow. Okay? Love. The trend. Zeke Smith outed on national television. <gasps> the transgender survivor. <laughs> the transgender survivor. Listen, if you're a chick and you transition to a dude, nah. That that's 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 BS. Okay, all right, that's BS. Taking some uh, some testosterone so you could grow a little beard. No, no, no. Unless you're doing some Bruce Jenner. Okay, unless you're doing unless you're cutting off your junk. Unless you're cutting off your penis. All right. Think about this. All right. Think about the commitment. They cut off your penis, and then they hollow out where your penis and balls are, <laughs> and make a vagina out of that wound. All right. <laughs> they cut off your penis. They cut testicles, and then they hollow that out and make a vagina. Lips and all. That, my friends, that, my friends, is a commitment. It's hardcore. And I will forever call Bruce Caitlin. Because that ain't no cross-dressing. All right? That ain't no drag queening. That ain't no taking some, uh, some, some testosterone and growing a beard. I don't even want to hear, well, what about the, they, they cut their boobs off? Listen, women cut their boobs off to prevent cancer all the time. That's a new trend. 
So don't tell me why that woman cut her breasts off, took testosterone, made herself look like a guy. That. She could always come out of that. She could always come out of that. She could always stop taking the testosterone. The boob thing, hey, that's a safety precaution. Women get breast cancer. But you can't put your penis back on. If, if, if Caitlyn Jenner decides, you know what? Listen, I don't want to be a chick anymore. They can't unmake his vagina. They, it, it's, it ain't no detachable penis scenario. Okay, remember that song? Detachable penis. It ain't a detachable penis. What, what, what Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner did, it's hardcore. It's a commitment. Got to give him respect. Got to give him respect. Gotta give him respect. It's been nutty. It's crazy. Gotta give him respect. He went all in. All right. He he was playing poker. He was playing poker. He had a horrible hand, like the worst hand you could possibly have. He had like a jack, a two, a seven. <laughs> he had nothing. And he had his life savings. He had, he had his, 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 he had, basically, if he lost that money, his family, his, his wife and his kids would be homeless. His wife would, would actually be filleting people out on Sepulveda Boulevard in the valley in California. That's what would be happening. And Jenner, he went all in. He went, F it. Here, I'm all in. Knowing that he had a nothing hand. And the person he was playing went, all right, I'm out. I fold. And Jenner won the pot. And they went, what do you got? And he put his cards down. They went, wow, you beat me with nothing. That's Bruce Jenner. He said, I'm all in. Cut my ding-dong off. Cut my testicles off. Because it's not just your ding-dong, ladies and gentlemen. They got to they gotta cut your, your testicles off. All right? They got to remove your testicles so they can have that skin and they can hollow out a hole to make a vagina. It's not like they just cut his penis off and it's a stump. It's not a guy that gets his his penis cut off by his disgruntled wife. They make a vagina. That's a commitment. That's a commitment. Okay? That's a commitment. Guy give him props. So we're not going to talk about the transgender survivor contested Zeke Smith. I'm not going to talk about him. F him. Zeke Smith's a punk outed on national television. F him. He's a dude taking hormones. Like the delight like, like the chick uh, the 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 woman wrestler who's all jacked up on human growth. 
beating the crap out of other young girls who aren't jacked up on human growth. They're not courageous. They're weak. They're weak. They're weak. End of the story. They're weak. Bruce Jenner. He's got, he's got the, he's, he's got, well, he doesn't have the testicular fortitude anymore, but yeah. Anyways. (laughs) So we're not going to talk about that, but I will end real quick. Okay. (laughs) I will end with the other CNN story and the fact that Trump plays too much golf. And, you know, again, I love how uh, the media plays this angle. Because if, if the roles are reversed, they would be defending it and they would be, uh, you know, half truth. Here's the thing. For them to compare Trump going to Mar-a-Lago with Obama going with Malia and Sasha and Michelle and the mother-in-law is ludicrous. For them to go, oh, well, uh, oh, uh, uh, Obama, he uh, went on vacation and he golfed and he did this and Trump, he he spent, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, 13 times at Mar-a-Lago. When Obama's golfing, when Obama is vacationing, it's exactly what he's doing. If he's golfing, he's golfing with jack-off friends from Chicago that he went to school with. Did lines of coke with in college. Maybe he's hanging out with Bill Ayers, listening to him talk about planting bombs and federal buildings. Trump, he's in Mar-a-Lago. He's golfing with leaders. How do you equate Trump at Mar-a-Lago golfing with the president of Japan? Or the president of China versus Obama windsailing in, in the Caribbean or in Hawaii. How do you equate those two things? That, that's asinine. It's absolutely asinine. How do you equate Trump golfing with Rand Paul or another senator? Obama It took Obama something like six years to invite the Speaker of the House to go on a Air Force One ride. I I, I mean, even Clinton did schmoozing. Obama did nothing. He didn't meet with anybody. So how do you equate Trump golf? Oh, he's golfing again. But he's not golfing by himself, you idiot. 
He's not golfing with a childhood friend that he used to do lines of coke with in college. He's golfing with senators, or he's golfing with the president of Japan. Discussing trade deals. He's golfing with, I, 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 don't, I don't, it's like unfathomable. It, it really is. It's unfathomable how the unhinged and how they look at these things. New York Times, the New York Times, the paper record. They have like a Mar-a-Lago watch. Trump is at Mar-a-Lago again. This time, the president of Japan. Well, of course, he's, he's, he's the president of Japan. Like he's talking business, like world business. He's not there jerking himself off. What's wrong with you? Media. All right, now I'm done. You guys are the best. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I love you. Um, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for following us. Thank you for listening to us. Don't forget, we'll see you tomorrow. Be good. Be safe. Don't take any wooden nickels. Don't. Whatever, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. It's Rob's Carey. It's Rob's Carey show. Be good. Be safe.